0: section forty six of young folks treasury volume three edited by hamilton wright maybe this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by ellen preckle simple susan ten barbara's accident as the day went on miss barbara became more and more annoyed that her meanness had been found out but she had no wish to cure herself of the fault the ball was still her first thought well she said to betty you have heard how things have turned out but if miss somers does not ask me to go with her i think i know someone else who will now some officers were quartered at the town where the ball was to be held and because they had got into trouble with a tradesman there out of which mr case had undertaken to help them they sometimes invited the attorney to mess the officers thought that if they showed some attention to mr case he would not charge them so much for his help one of them even asked his wife to take sometimes a little notice of miss barbara the name of this officer's wife was mrs strathsby it was of mrs strathsby that barbara was thinking when she said to betty that if miss somers did not take her to the ball she thought she knew of some one else who would mrs strathsby and the officers are to breakfast here to-morrow said bab one of them dined at the abbey to-day and he said they would all come they are going somewhere into the country and breakfast here on the way pray betty don't forget that mrs strathsby can't breakfast without honey i heard her say so myself then indeed said betty i am afraid mrs strathsby will have to go without breakfast here for not a spoonful of honey have we let her long o'er it ever so much but surely said bab we can contrive to get some honey in the neighbourhood there's none to be bought that i know of said betty but is there none to be begged or borrowed said bab laughing do you forget susan's beehive step over to her in the morning with my compliments and see what you can do tell her it is for mrs strathsby in the morning betty went with miss barbara's compliments to susan to beg some honey for mrs strathsby who could not breakfast without it susan did not like to part with her honey because her mother loved it and she therefore gave betty only a little when barbara saw how little susan sent she called her a miser and she said that she must have some more for mrs strathsby i'll go myself and speak to her come with me betty said the young lady who seemed to forget she had said on the day that she was asked to take a spoon that she never would pay susan another visit susan she said to the poor girl whom she had done everything in her power to hurt i must beg a little more honey from you for mrs Strasby's breakfast you know at a great time as this we should help one another to be sure we should added betty susan though she was generous was not weak she was willing to give to those she loved but would not let anything be taken from her or coaxed out of her by those whom she could not respect. She answered that she was sorry. She had no more honey to spare. Barbara grew angry. I'll tell you what, Susan Price, she said. The honey I will have, so you may as well give it to me by fair means. Yes or no? Speak. Will you give it to me or not? Will you give me that piece of the honeycomb that lies there? That bit of honeycomb is for my mother's breakfast, said Susan. I cannot give it to you can't you said bab then see if i don't take it she stretched across susan and grasped but she did not reach far enough she made a second dart at the honeycomb and in her effort to get it she overset the beehive the bees swarmed about her her maid betty screamed and ran away susan who was sheltered by a laburnum tree called to barbara upon whom the black clusters of bees were now settling and begged her to stand still and not to beat them away "'If you stand quietly, you won't be stung, perhaps.' But instead of standing quietly, Bab flung about her arms and stamped and roared, and the bees stung her terribly. Her arms and her face swelled in a frightful manner. She was helped home by poor Susan and Betty. The maid, now that the mischief was done, thought only of how she could excuse herself to her master. "'Indeed, Miss Barbara,' said she, "'it was quite wrong of you to go and get yourself into such a scrape. "'I shall be turned away for it. You'll see.' "'I don't care whether you are turned away or not,' said Barbara. "'I never felt such pain in my life. "'Can't you do something for me? "'I don't mind the pain either so much as being such a fright. "'Pray, how am I to be fit to appear at breakfast with Mrs. Strathsby? "'And I suppose I can't go to the ball either tomorrow, after all.' "'No, that you can't expect to do indeed,' said Betty. "'You need not think of balls, for those lumps and swellings won't go off your face this week. "'That's not what I mind. "'I'm thinking of what your papa will say to me when he sees you, miss.' susan seeing she could be of no further use was about to leave the house when at the door she met mr case coming in now since his second visit to the abbey the attorney had been thinking things over it was clear that both sir arthur and miss somers thought highly of the price family so perhaps it was a mistake on his part not to be on friendly terms with them too he felt sure that if the story of susan's lamb ever reached the abbey sir arthur would have no more to do with him it would therefore be well to get into the good graces of the farmer and his family So when Mr. Case met Susan at the door, he smiled and said, How is your mother? Have you called for something that may be of use to her? Barbara, Barbara, Bab, come downstairs, child, and see what you can do for Susan Price. But no Barbara answered, and her father stalked upstairs to her room. There he stood still, amazed at the sight of his daughter's swollen face. Before Mr. Case could speak, Betty began to tell the story of Barbara's mishap in her own way. Barbara spoke at the same time, giving quite another account of what had happened. The attorney turned the maid away on the spot, and, turning to Barbara, asked how she dared to treat Susan Price so ill. "'When,' as he said, she was kind enough to give you some of her honey. I will not let you treat her so.' Susan, who could not but hear all that was said, now went to beg the angry father to forgive his daughter. "'You are too good to her, as indeed you are to everybody,' he said. "'I forgive her for your sake.' Susan curtsied in great surprise, but she could not forget the attorney's treatment of Daisy, and she left his house as soon as she could to get ready her mother's breakfast. Mr. Case saw that simple Susan was not to be taken in by a few simple words, and when he tried in the same way to approach her father, the blunt, honest farmer looked at him with disdain. End of section 46